At the table of grace, the cup's never empty. The plate's always full, and it's never too late to come and be filled with love never ending. You're always welcome at the table. You are welcome to the table of our Lord Jesus Christ, where he dines with you and you with him. The Comforter, even the Spirit of Truth, is your chef, and I am your steward, Joshua Ojo. Today, our first course is the words of our Lord Jesus, served from John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. In the first man, Adam, the entire human race was doomed to perish. Our ultimate end was everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. But God... But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love with which he loved us, such that while we were his enemies, being the children of the devil by nature, he gave his only begotten Son as a ransom for us from eternal damnation. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And whosoever believes in his Son is saved from spending forever in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, is delivered from the lake of fire intended for the devil and his angels, and in its stead he or she, regardless, receives eternal life. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In John chapter 6 verse 47, our Lord Jesus reaffirmed that the bridge which translates us from our destined eternal death in Adam and brings us unto life eternal is to believe in him. Truly, truly I say to you, he who believes on me has everlasting life. He stated emphatically that the only condition to receive this free and unspeakable gift of God is to believe in him. Whosoever believes in him that he is a son of God is not going to get eternal life but has everlasting life. However, he also revealed unequivocally the faith of any who will not believe in him in John chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but so that the world might be saved through him. He who believes on him is not condemned, 
But he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Whosoever heard the gospel of the Son of God, whosoever caught a glimpse of the light of the glory of God revealed in his Son, and chooses to cling to his or her evil works of darkness, rather than embrace the light, is forever lost. Simply put, the only sin that keeps unregenerate man on the track to eternal perdition is not to believe in the name of the only begotten Son of God as his or her salvation. John the Baptist re-echoes and amplifies the words of our Lord Jesus in John chapter 3 verse 36. He who believes on the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides upon him. And at the close of the Gospel written by Mark, our Lord Jesus repeated his words in Mark chapter 16 verse 16. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Whosoever will not believe the gospel of the Son of God is condemned. He or she is forever doomed with no possibility of reversal. Going further in our journey of eternal life, we will take three witnesses or those who believed the gospel unto eternal life. For our first witness, we will look to the rock from where we were healed. We will look to our father, Abraham. It is written of Father Abraham in Romans chapter 4, verses 1 to 3. What then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Father Abraham believed God's word, and it was assumed as righteousness unto him. Back then, this imputed righteousness gave him the sure hope of the resurrection unto eternal life. This hope, who he looked forward to, and who he rejoiced in, became a reality for him when our Lord Christ was raised from the dead. And Father Abraham, with all those who believed the word of God under the Old Testament, and we with them were all raised up from the dead with the Lord unto life eternal. Praise the Lord. Our second witness to the truth that eternal life is received simply by believing in the Son of God is heard in Mark chapter 15, verses 37 to 39. And Jesus cried with a loud voice and gave up the ghost. And the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. 
And when the centurion which stood over against him saw that he so cried out and gave up the ghost, he said, Truly, this man was the Son of God. The Roman centurion believed and consequently proclaimed that the man on the cross was the Son of God. First, he fulfilled the condition given by our Lord Jesus to receive eternal life. And so, he received life eternal. Our third witness to our Lord's assertion that we receive eternal life by believing in him is an eloquent testimony to the truth that God will be found in his Son by those who seek for him with all their heart. God deploys his resources from heaven and he moves those on the earth to gratify the heart's desire of whosoever diligently seeks for him. We should note that the emphasis here is on those who seek for him and not those who seek for his hand. Our witness is a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of Ethiopia, who had journeyed to Jerusalem to worship the living God. However, his pilgrimage to and his religious activities in Jerusalem, the city of God, could not fill the vacuum that was his heart. His soul thirst was unquenched. On his way back home, he was still inwardly empty. And so he was searching the scriptures. But he could not understand who he was reading about in Isaiah chapter 53 verses 7 and 8. In response to his heart cry, God dispatched his angel who relayed to his servant God's directive as to where he should go. Philip the evangelist arose and went to the deserted road between Jerusalem and Gaza as he had been instructed by the angel of the Lord. In obeying, he kept a divinely arranged appointment with the seeking heart. When the servant of God caught up with the eunuch, he asked him if he understood what he was reading in the book of Isaiah the prophet. The Ethiopian responded in despair, saying, How can I, except someone guides me? The whole story in its entirety is written for us in Acts chapter 8, verses 26 to 40. However, we will join the evangelist conversation with the eunuch from verses 35 to 38. Verse 35, Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him, Jesus. He proclaimed to him that the person he was reading about in the scriptures is Jesus, the Son of God. Furthermore, Evangelist Philip must have quoted to him the words of our Lord Jesus, written in Mark chapter 16, verse 16. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. That the evangelist quoted these words to him is evidenced by the eunuch's question written in Acts chapter 8 verse 36. And as they went on their way, 
they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What does hinder me to be baptized? The ensuing response and subsequent action is written for us in Acts chapter 8 verse 37. And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Philip baptized him in water, and they were parted from each other by the Spirit of the Lord, with the Ethiopian rejoicing in the Lord as he continued on his journey back home. He received eternal life by believing and declaring that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Now, Saying that we are all mutually agreed, as we might suppose, that believing is the, not a, but the critical precondition to pass from eternal death to eternal life. It is therefore expedient that we refresh our understanding of what it means to believe. What does it mean to believe that Jesus is the Christ of God? The Apostle of our Lord Jesus wrote to us what it means not to believe in 1 John chapter 5, verse 10. He that believes on the Son of God has a witness in himself. He that does not believe God has made him a liar, because he has not believed in the witness which God has witnessed concerning his Son. The implication of disbelieving God's testimony that Jesus is his son is that such a person has made God out to be a liar. In other words, he has equated the God of truth with the devil, who is the father, the source of all lies. Simply put, he is calling God a liar to his face. In his warning to us about not renouncing our belief that Jesus is the Son of God, the Apostle Paul describes the heart condition of the unbelieving one in Hebrews chapter 3 verse 12. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. The apostle calls one who had believed and later denies that our Lord Jesus is the Son of God as one with an evil heart. And he concludes by saying that he or she has departed from the living God. So what does it mean to believe in the Son of God? John the Baptist tells us what it means in John chapter 3 verse 33. He who has received his testimony has set his seal to this, that God is true. To believe is to acknowledge in our hearts that God's testimony that Jesus is his son is true. It is to agree in our hearts that what God said is true. To believe is to admit that the word of God is truth. At this point in our journey of eternal life, we will break and go home with the words written to us by the Apostle of our Lord Jesus 
in John chapter 20, verses 30 and 31, and its mirror image in 1 John chapter 5, verse 13. John chapter 20, verses 30 and 31 reads, And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written, that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. 1 John 5.13 These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Amen. My soul is thirsty, Lord, to know you as I know. Drink from the river that flows before your throne. Take me deeper, deeper in love with you. We hope your whole spirit and soul and body have been nourished at the table of the Lord Jesus Christ today. You may send your comments and request for further clarification by WhatsApp to 0817-955-9161, 0817-955-9161, or send an email to the table of a Lord at gmail.com, the table of a Lord at gmail.com. Join our soon-coming bridegroom at his table at the same time next week. The grace of our Lord Jesus is with your spirit. Amen. I just want to love you